own platforms. But <laughs> okay, Nancy, unapologetic. Hey everyone, it's Adrian Pangilinan, and welcome back to Soul Supremacy, another episode where we will talk about all things unapologetic, all things fashion, and in pursuit of. And for today's episode, we have another special guest. Um, his name is Mike Salpasido, also known as Kiss My Mike. Kapatid, how are you doing? <laughs> Hi, Adrian. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. While shifting energy from recording, <laughs> from pre-recording. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, actually, the reason why I said that is because um, I like just did a slate, and that's where I actually decided to do it two times. So, like mm. by the second one, I'm like, it's 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 parang um activating my, you know, yeah. like 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 if like I guess same thing if you know um this would be like a if this were to be like an actual like a TV show, you know, that's mm-hmm. why when they say action, there's like a visceral feeling and like awakeness, you know, that happens when you yeah. when that hear the word. Okay, wake up. <laughs> and the reason why I said that is because I myself I'm kind of sleepy, but it's okay. <laughs> we've done more. We've done a lot of interviews. Kind of sleepy. We made it through. Um, so our kapatid over here, Mike Talpasido, is also known as um, Kiss My Mike. Is currently based in Raleigh, North Carolina, in which actually where I was just I just visited. I visited my best friend, um, Mike. Please tell us about what you. Um, what do you do? Like, what are you known for? Because I know you are someone that is a, I would say, a multi-hyphenated mm-hmm. artist. You do a lot. If if you can just give like a like a parang list them down because we'll talk about it in the interview. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, Adrian, thank you so much for you know inviting me to be a part of this podcast. So it's a, it's an honor to be on your show. So hi everybody, I'm Mike, aka Kiss My Mike. In terms of what I do, I am a writer. I wrote a book called Kiss My Mic about being a gay Filipino immigrant in America. And I also host a podcast just like you, Adrian, also called Kiss My Mic. So I think in a nutshell, that's what I do. And I think most people on Clubhouse probably know me for those two things. So, yeah. So the reason why I um, brought our competitor here, asked them to be on my podcast is also because he has his own podcast. He wrote his own book. I see him definitely being unapologetic, being himself, being a brown. Um, what do you, you you said? Gay, right? That's how you identify mm-hmm. yourself. Gay yeah. Filipino man. You know, like <laughs> I can relate to that too. You know, <laughs> and um, which is what is the show. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I was like, I messaged him. <laughs> I messaged him actually. Asking, inviting him after I'd listened to his interview with um, with direct Diane Paragas, which oh, I, I that was really that was good. That that was really good. Thank you. And actually, yeah. at this recording, I saw too that you had just come out with um a new episode with with um I'm blanking out. What's his name? Direct um from the Philippines. Gino. Gino. Santos. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He directed a lot of uh. Filipino movies from Star Cinema, like a, a lot of mainstream, ex, yeah, yeah, with Piola Pasqual and you know the other big celebrities. So yeah, it was good. Oh, um, yeah, it was a great interview. So you know he has a pretty good story. He started really young. I think at age fourteen he was already mm. doing the grind. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was. Uh, thank you for supporting that. Uh, by the way, we, we support each other, right? So yeah, you know, yeah, that's what we do. We we uplift our community and you know help each other out so 
yeah, thanks for reaching out. And, you know, I'm so excited to be here. So to get to know you as well. And it's yeah. really interesting because, you know, we're both podcast hosts, right? And <laughs> so this is actually, I think, the third or fourth time that I've joined a podcast as a guest. So it's still mm -hmm. new to me. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it's appreciated. So <laughs> isn't that interesting being on the other side? You would think, well, maybe. I mean, I'm just assuming that you would think that. Um, like producing and curating this, that when you get the chance to be on the other side, you would think that, oh, I got this. <laughs> or or you, you have that feeling, but then there's there's still that feeling of like, parang kind of aliveness that you just, you, mm. you just really don't know what to expect, you know, which is actually, I think the essence of like, like podcast shows, you know, it's like yeah. that visceral experience that only mm -hmm. happens in the moment, you know? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. No, being on the other side, it's definitely different. And for me, I think uh, I'm more used to, I guess, being, you know, a host because I feel like I have more control of how things mm -hmm. would go. So being a guest is kind of, <laughs> you know, but it's it's good, right? You know, to to uh do something out of your comfort zone and just see how it goes and and let it let it all flow naturally. So it's different. It's 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 good. So I'm looking forward to it. So <laughs> yeah, but the in the end, it's it's about you, you know. And I'm sure the guest, obviously, the guessings that you've had, I've seen. Like I was looking through your stuff, like so Janelle, um, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, like it's it's really like it's there to like just like your show, really there to feature the person that's there. So this is your mm -hmm. moment, Kapatid. And I'm gonna stop babbling because I know I can babble. And this is actually <laughs> the first time we're we're um having a conversation so that's why what you're listening and tuning in is on us just like literally mm. talking and <laughs> but but <laughs> um but we will continue so actually so for the format of the show i do have some icebreaker questions Ooh. are you ready or are you ready yes let's do it <laughs> <laughs> okay so Kapatid, my first question for you is what are three things about you that people normally wouldn't know when they meet you for the first time. Mm, okay. So the first thing that I can think of is I I live in the country. So the countryside of North Carolina. So, you know, I guess um, I enjoy living here. You know, just the quietness, the stillness. So that's the first thing. And then along with that is, you know, I raise backyard chickens. So if you look at my Instagram, I sometimes post about my chickens. Right now we have 10 chickens. Um, yeah. Actually, actually just nine because one of them um, didn't survive during summer. It was so, it was oh, so no. hard. But we have one rooster and nine hens. And they're all laying eggs. So in the morning, you know, I would wake up, I would hear the rooster crowing. And then, yeah. you know, it's my my daily routine to see them you know, mm. to look at the, get the eggs. So, so that's the second part about me that people probably don't know about. You know, I live in the country here in uh, North Carolina. I raise packer chickens. And then the third thing is, you know, I am a Filipino immigrant. Uh, mm. So I grew up in the Philippines. I grew up, grew up in the province of Nueva Ecija. I went to mm. school in, in um, Manila, uh, you know, and I moved to the U.S., I was already an adult when I when I moved here, so I was 23 years old. So that was oh, in wow. 
Yeah, that was in 2003. So I'm I'm aging myself, but <laughs> what really? I oh, actually, mm, I didn't yeah. know how old you were to be honest, but I'm surprised too. Twenty, really? <laughs> yes, yes. So it's been a while. So you know, I'm I'm in my 40s now. So you know, I I think those are the three things. Um, you know, the third part, obviously, I think there's more that we can talk about. But in terms of where I've you know lived in the U.S. Right now, I'm in North Carolina, but the first time I moved here in 2003, I was in California, so mm-hmm. a little bit closer to you. So I was in Orange County. Oh, in, yes, you were. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, I yeah. want to find out what that means. But um, I lived there for a year only. So in Southern mm. California and then New Jersey for a long time. I was oh, wow. in New Jersey from 2004 up to 2008. And now... Here in North Carolina, I've been here since 2008. So mm. yeah, that's uh, those are the three things about me, Adrian. So thank you. Wow. No, you're welcome. Um, because you did okay. Because you did mention that you came from the province in the Philippines. Mm. Wouldn't you say that it's true that you went from like city to like New Jersey, which is more city, like East Coast, clearly more city-ish, mm-hmm. probably less city than San Diego, or like. Uh, west coast and then you move to like you're now in Raleigh and mm-hmm. you live in the country wouldn't like would you say that like how you grew up in like how you grew up in the philippines like influenced yeah. you to live there now in the country with the chickens your friends mm-hmm. <laughs> there's definitely similarities especially back in the day right in the province there was le- mm-hmm. it was less developed right so you know i remember every time i go to the city cuz uh you know um, I have I have cousins who lived in Manila, so mm. so they have like the fancy house, the nice house, and everything. So, you know, yeah. I, I I'm the I'm like the province kid, right? So, you know, we play outside. You know, we play tumbang preso and patadero. dance in the rain, right? All that stuff. But then when yeah. I whenever I go to my cousin's house, and you know, I was like, you know, ten, eleven, twelve. Um, I always okay. go to their to their house. Uh, around summer, you know, for summer break, you know, I would always, we would always play with computer, you know, they have like, you know, the Nintendo, the skateboards, the the bikes, so all that fancy stuff. So, so yeah, I think, um, you know, in terms of your question, yeah, growing up in the province, because Nueva Ecija is known for being like the rice capital of mm-hmm. of the country. I mean, I think it's one of the places that you know are claiming that so here yeah. in north carolina it's similar so you know you know the area that i'm in we're outside of raleigh the closest city is raleigh but we're still mm-hmm. about 50 minutes away from like the met the city so yeah. so where i live right now i mean it there's a lot of you know kind of farms so just behind me there's like a tobacco farm um, and then, you know, next to me, the next door neighbor is also kind of, you know, several um, miles away. I mean, not, probably like not, not miles away, but the next door neighbor is probably about, you know, less than a mile away. So there's a big, a big distance. So it's quiet. And so I guess, yeah, growing up, there's a lot of similarities. And in between, you know, I've lived in the cities, you know, like in Manila, mm-hmm. I was there in college and then California, you know, Orange County. Um, I was in Anaheim, you know, I, yeah. I could literally see the, 
the fireworks where I went, you know, where oh, I lived. by um, Disneyland, <laughs> by Disney, and I had a bike. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I would go to different places. You know, just you know, riding my bike, taking that bike, you know, on the bus and everything. Mm, so, yeah. so yeah, it's kind of like a um, trying different things. So, living in the country, living in the city, mm-hmm. you know, the city part. When I when I moved to New Jersey, my the closest metro city to me was New York. So mm. I was just you know, about 20 minutes away from New York. So so that oh, was wow. my go-to place. So that was kind of really the the city. That life. is that is really uh, I'm assuming 20 minutes on a like parang driving, right? Driving, yeah. 20 30. That is that is really close. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, the the lifestyle, you know, the the city life. So it, it's kind of just you know, it's part of my experience just being able yeah. to see that. So, but now I like it. I like it over here. It's really different pace. It's quiet. So, yeah, yeah I encourage you to. I mean, you've been here, right? Just a, a month yep. ago. Last so. month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely yeah. want to go back. And you know what? Actually, that's a perfect segue. Well, segue. <laughs> segue <laughs> to my next question because, um, you know, living in the country and raising your own. Raising your own, um, like <laughs> food, I, well, food, yeah, food, basically, mm. you know, food. Um, what is your go-to comfort food? That's my next Ooh. question. <laughs> go-to comfort food. So, first of all, I want to clarify that you know, th- when I'm raising chickens, we don't eat the meat; we only eat the eggs. But mm. um, yes, yeah, yeah, because you know they're like pets now, right? So it's I, hard. <laughs> I know. Actually, that's what like when I said that I caught myself saying that or pets because I actually had a one of my guests um they actually had a pet cow and I didn't I didn't know until like yeah. I, I I've known him for a while but I didn't know until like I interviewed him yeah. here that he had a pet cow wow you know? yeah yeah that's the goal you know eventually hopefully we'll have something more you know like yes um so anyway so so we have the chickens they have their mm-hmm. own names we get the eggs I also like gardening so I have a greenhouse so mm-hmm. I'm planting a lot of tomatoes, you know, all the food, basically the, the vegetables and all that stuff. So I guess in terms of your question, you know, go to food. Uh, yes, I don't know yeah. how I'm going to connect this with, with what I'm talking about. <laughs> My go-to food is sushi. Hi, sushi. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so crazy that I was talking about mm. chickens and the garden. And then my answer is sushi. <laughs> well, so I mean, yeah. Well, no, I mean that. I mean that. That's what makes sense because I'm. Well, actually, actually, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. We'll we'll find a way to um connect that. But um, you know, I just love sushi. You know, um, my my partner and I we southern both... sushi. Wait, do you make it or no? Or no? Uh, okay, okay. I wish southern I could make su- it. southern food sushi. That sounds. Well, exotic, okay, so let, let me say this. Um, so, so you know, it's not Southern sushi. It's just regular sushi. But <laughs> in terms of Southern yeah, food, true. you know, over here, there is a place mm-hmm. called K&W. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if you've heard of it. I didn't see it. I've, I saw a lot, though, but not that one. Okay. But is there yeah. K&W in California? No. There's no. KFC. <laughs> yeah. K&W no. is kind of like a cafe it's it's called K&W cafeteria yeah. and oh. the way it works is it's not fast food you know it's not like McDonald's but 
it's kind mm-hmm. of fast food dish, but they, you know, you go there, the food's already cooked. It's kind of like going to a Filipino store, right? So you will just point, mm. you know, which, which, yeah, yeah, it's, like a it's buffet. Like, uh, it's not a buffet, but karinderia, yeah, yeah, it's not a buffet because you, you have your plate. And then you just point. Okay, you want spaghetti, so you can get spaghetti. Then they say, yeah, you, yeah, like a cafeteria. You're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's a cafeteria. So in terms of southern food, that's mm-hmm. probably my go-to. You know, the K and W cafeteria because they have the best yes. baked spaghetti, and you know it's awesome. And then I just gotten used to the other southern food here as well. Um, you know, like okra or like collard greens or yes mac and oh. cheese yeah oh. so yeah so so basically thanksgiving thanksgiving food but you can get it every every time like you know, every week you know back in the day when i was still eating chicken that's also mm-hmm. the best place for fried chicken so mm-hmm. so yeah i guess you know in terms of kind of the food that i like i like sushi i like southern food and of course filipina food right yes. so we can talk so much about food in terms of I know, you yeah. know what's out there. <laughs> I, I know I'm actually getting hungry, but it's okay. We'll continue. Okay. <laughs> so my last question actually for um, this first part is, so if you, Mike, were to have your own TikTok challenge, dance, TikTok dance challenge, what would the first move look like? And you have to oh. show us. <laughs> I have to show you. No, really. I did post something on Instagram though. Um are are you are you really really going to ask me to do it? Okay. Oh, no, 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 not the whole not oh, the whole, okay. it's like not the whole first dance. move like what would the first thing look like? Parang maybe, okay. maybe okay. I would go like huh, or like this. Like yeah. first move. First move, I guess I'm just going to do like this. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. like Crunking, yeah. kind of have your hands like this. How do you call that? That move. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, um, you have your like, like, yeah, you have yeah. your like hands on your chest, and you're like kind of. Oh like, yeah, like you have like a, you know, like that exercise with like the vibrating. The shaker, know, yeah. The shaker, like yeah. the shaker move. Yeah, you do yeah. left and right. So that will be my move. Like that's and fine. then that's the first, the first move. So, yeah. Nice. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you did it. <laughs> that was fun. Thing. Yeah. I know, Kapatida, thank you. Okay, so actually, that's the last question for the icebreaker. Pero, I know, thank you for going through, I know, and answering all of those, I know, um, icebreaker questions. And now we're going to proceed with um, the main interview. And the first question is, drum rolls, <laughs> who is Mike? Ooh. Who is Mike? So Mike is he's just a regular guy who happens to be gay, who happens to be Filipino, who happens to be an immigrant living in the southern part of the United States. And he is also a writer and a podcast host just like you, Adrian, and and a corporate worker. So <laughs> I guess in a nutshell, that's uh, who Mike is. Nice. Uh, my next, my follow-up question with that is, um, why the screen name or uh, that's why I have in my notes. Why the screen name "Kiss My Mic"? Where did that come from? I'm curious. Yeah, so "Kiss My Mic," so it actually started out as a blog. So when I was living in New Jersey, that was back in 2005. That's 
how I came up with the name. So uh, I was writing a blog. It was the, I would call it maybe, it was the early days of blogging, right? Blogging yes, 1.0. I remember 2005, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like the websites then were, you know, you got TypePad, Blogspot. So, Zynga, so, remember Zynga? Zynga, yes. Multiply yeah. and all that, <laughs> different sites. So Geo site, shout out. <laughs> that was no, no, that no. Geo City is it? Geo City? No, Geo City was way. Before. I know that was like two nine nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> yes, yes, I remember. I don't think I had a Geo Cities, but in terms of Kiss My Mic, so that that's when it started around two thousand five. So it started out as a blog, and in terms of the name, you know, I wanted a blog name that had my my actual name Mike in it. Yes. So I was just looking at different options. And so I was young, you know, I was in my 20s. I was living in New Jersey. I had a different lifestyle back then. You know, I'm not this calm person, you know. Um, back then, I was more jaded. I was so focused on career. I would say I was maybe even bitchy, I guess. I don't know um, mm. if I can say that word. But no, no, you yes, know. you can. In <laughs> other words, young. <laughs> you young. Know, just gonna like, yeah. All that yes, energy. Because, you know, I just came. That was also the part. That was also the time when I was just discovering the world. You know, I yeah. I just moved from the Philippines, moved to California in my early 20s. And now I'm living in New Jersey. I felt like I was on top of the world. So I had yes, a little bit the world of, is all yours. <laughs> yeah. I had a bit of an attitude. So that's that aura and jaded persona. Of, that confidence. Know, confidence. confidence. Yes, yes. There you go. So I guess yeah. the the phrase you know kiss my ass was just like I, yeah, yeah that's how it came about you know it the phrase for some reason you know represented sort of my persona back then it had a little bit of spunk it had a little bit of attitude and that's how I came about that uh, came up with the name so it's a combination of kiss my from <laughs> kiss my ass mm -hmm. and then kiss my mic so that's um, how the name came up. Um, and then I just kept using it. And yeah. so it was a blog. At some point, I met a writer and I've always been interested in writing a book. Mm. So beyond the blog. So I met a writer who was a published author. He became a mentor and he wow. taught me different things. So I started writing back then. That was in 2005. It wasn't really going to be about my life. Um, it was just mm. a different you know, story. It was a, something... It was more fiction based, you know, based on uh, different characters. So, so I've always had that interest in writing, you know. And mm. at the same time, I was I was pursuing my corporate career. So mm. I worked in IT, you know, that day or that time. The, the TV show The Apprentice was was you know became popular, and I've always yeah. this idea, you know, what I want to move up the corporate ladder and I want to, you know, work in the corporate world and all that. So I had this dream of um, getting my MBA. So mm. I pursued that. You know, I took the GMAT. I applied to different schools. And then sometime in 2008, I got accepted to a full-time business school here in North Carolina. So that's how I moved here. And so I had to set aside all my writing um, behind. Mm. So for a long time, my life was just all about corporate. You know, I you know, was working for some of the big companies, and, you know, I, I did some traveling as well. So every now and then, the the thought of writing, you know, kept coming back until finally in 2019. I think it was at that point when I was already becoming more used to the quiet life. 
that's when it came back again. You know what? I have more time to do it now. I have, I have more focus and determination to really write it. And so that's when I started writing, um, you know, for real, like the the memoir. And so, yeah, I mean, that's, I guess, the the story behind Kiss My Mic. It's a long story, but, um, yes. you know, that's that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it. That that's what it is, right? Because mm-hmm. too, I will say that it actually, what you just said, minus the business, because mm-hmm. of, that's that's my older brother. He's the business one in the family. I'm the like super black yeah. sheep, creative, mm-hmm. like allergic to nine to five. Which actually, <laughs> I have a lot of questions about because I'm really fascinated by how you've been able to make it to balance the two, you know. Mm-hmm. But um. I also started out as a blogger <laughs> too, mm. like a, as a teenager, like literally the same time, same year, mm-hmm, actually, mm-hmm. 2005, Zenga. Um, I don't think it was my name then, but maybe shortly later, uh, Adrian Penguino, which is my username, mm-hmm. my kind of like my screen name. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how it became a thing, a, a thing too, um, because that's what people would call me in, um, school because they couldn't pronounce my last name which is pangilinan so people would just call me penguin and then (laughs) at some point i was like you know what let me just run with like what everyone like like the branding that my friends gave me i'm like i'm just gonna run with it you know yeah and that's how it came up yep yeah Kapatid, um, I know that we've like kind of briefly touched up on it but uh uh, from from your own i know um recollection how did we cross paths it was definitely on Clubhouse. So I think, you, you, I know um, one of the first few rooms that I've, you know, stumbled. So there were two or three rooms, right? So one was by Kubo and then Tambay oh, yes, Lang yeah. and then Phil Excellence. I think I, mm. I, I um, we came across each other probably through Tambay Lang. Tambay Lang. And maybe, yeah. did you go to by Kubo too or? I... I'm not, I, I, I'm sure I was, uh, um, I'm part of the club. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then, and then since then, you know, like through Instagram, you know, I, I know you, 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 um, I think there are some few people that I've interviewed on my podcast and, uh, you know, Charles Gray is one of them. And Drama. If not, yeah. If I'm not mistaken. His, his episode's coming out tonight, actually. Is it really? Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I, I think you were doing acting too, right? Am I right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yes. No? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Because I think I, you know, I started following you and then I saw some of your posts, you know, about some of your projects. And so, um, yeah. So it's a combination of the clubhouse and then Instagram and then this yes. one. So which is a, a good really progression right so it's good to yes, see you in in you know <laughs> not in person but you know um at least have the face right yes even on even online yeah being able to have the opportunity to get to know someone you know yeah. but uh, sorry continue I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off sorry continue no no totally i don't i definitely agree so so yeah that's how i think um you know the, the journey towards you know really knowing you and and coming across and stumbling you know or your blog so um i sorry your your podcast um thank you so yeah you know what actually i want to give a shout out to uh she's um heidi marie um mama <laughs> hides of um, yes. Tambay Lang. Mm-hmm. she's actually um 
she's actually the guest from the episode before this you know oh, so yeah. it's, it's it's actually cool to have you both back to back because yeah. um i've actually known her i knew her first on instagram before i got mm-hmm. to know her um through clubhouse oh, but yeah. but but i do want to say that clubhouse um has really been such a very very um really really cathartic and like amazing experience to like bond with people yeah and hence why we have this you know oh yeah um kiss my mic on my <laughs> podcast <laughs> yeah if i could yeah. just add adrian because yeah. you know in my area north carolina i don't really have a lot of filipino uh friends mm. here there's not a lot of filipinos i mean there's a filipino store and it's i think about an hour away from me maybe maybe less but um, you know, I can only count the number of Filipinos that you know I've I've come across here and that I, I know um, at very you know just casual way, right? So you know, not yeah. super close. So so yeah, I was longing for a community, and so um, Clubhouse came in at the right time, really, to be able to meet other people and and get to know other people and and really really connect to our community back. So so that was to me yeah. the the biggest takeaway, the blessing. So. Yeah. yeah. Yay, Clubhouse. <laughs> okay, Kapatid. Um, we're actually going to say, we're go- I mean, I know you also talked about it too in the icebreaker questions, but maybe if there's anything that you want to add um, about your childhood, because mm. I do, I'm, I'm always curious and interested in how someone grew up, you know, because that does help, not help, but it does shape, you know, the people that we become. Yeah. Through our upbringing, and also to being an immigrant, um, mm-hmm. that's being a Filipino immigrant. Actually, that's uh, something that I didn't know that I've always been passionate about because I experienced mm-hmm. it myself. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, maybe actually, what I'll ask you instead is, would you mind maybe sharing um, what made you move here, and how was like how how was your experience uh, kind yeah. of navigating and like settling yeah the melting no. pot that happened for you or whatever yeah. <laughs> no i think i uh i guess you know in the philippines um in terms of where i grew up so I, I mentioned earlier i grew up in the province so it's a working class family so my mom was a teacher and my dad started uh, as a teacher but and he moved to sales so it's a working class family but we've always been taught the importance of education and hard work and all that. So growing up, you know, I had really my parents, you know, just doing the best for us in terms of um, being able to achieve our dreams. And yeah. so it became my dream to really be, you know, you know, achieve something, I guess. And, you know, the, it wasn't really about, I want to go to America or something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I know the American influence is really strong and, in the in the in the country in the Philippines, (laughs) in the Philippines, right? Not only was it there was an image that things are going to be better if you move to the U.S., right? Instantly, too, right? (laughs) Instantly, yeah, yeah. You know, without really knowing the the kind of sacrifices that people go through, right? Once you start moving here, which you know, I also explored in the book, right? Because there's this image that once you're in America, then automatically you're you're rich or you're just picking up money from the trees. So, <laughs> so yeah. I, uh, so in my case, it was a combination of, yeah, there's general interest in American culture just because of mm-hmm. colonial impact as well, right? You know, it's, it's part of the journey for us, for me. Um, that's how I grew up. It was 
it was a fact. It was the norm. You know, there's there's impact of colonial mentality in terms of what you perceive better. But then you yeah. also realize later on in your life, you know, things that you need to unlearn that maybe it's not yes. really better in terms of everything in the U.S. You know, and even even culturally, right? You know, our aspirations with our our you know physical features and all that stuff. Yeah, kind of our own, if I may add, like toxicity in our own culture, like some of our mindsets. Yes. You know? Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, there's a whole lot to unpack there in terms of ultimately becoming more comfortable with who you are as a Filipino, right? Embracing In America. In America. (laughs) In America, yeah. Yeah, but to go back to your question. So yeah, for me, it was, I guess, a combination of trying to better you know find a better life i guess mm-hmm. not just for myself but also for my family especially coming from a working class family and you know my family you know um we were in debt you know because um my mom really wanted to send us to to the great schools in in manila and we couldn't wow. afford it right so we and en- she ended up taking out but loans they still made it happen they they did everything they can to really help us and so for me, when I found the opportunity, so I eventually graduated from college, I worked in IT, and then eventually I found an opportunity to find a job here in the mm. U.S. that sponsored, you know, my my working visa, my green card. Wow. So, so that's really how it all came about. Um, just, yeah, there's the desire, there's the interest. Ultimately, it's financially driven. And then there's mm. the whole cultural aspect as well in terms of, you know, the the impact. But, you know, I know this is a, you have another question, Adrian. You know, how, yes. I, oh, yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I, huh? Actually, um, I, I have a, <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I'm so like, I'm so fascinated by, by what you're saying. And as I'm listening, I'm like, questions, questions, questions. <laughs> but um, actually, can I ask this question before you continue? And, and I'll remind you what sure. the question is. The yes. question is, um, breadwinner ka ba? Are you yeah. the breadwinner of your family? Yeah. I definitely. Are you the oldest? Or do you have siblings? I have siblings. Oh, no, no, you did say siblings. Okay. Yeah, I have three sisters. I'm the second mm-hmm. in the family. But I think being... Second, second in the family, yeah. Second How oldest. Many? There you go. Uh, out of four. Oh, same. Same. Yeah. Same here. Oh, wow. <laughs> you have brothers or sisters? One. I have... So my brother and I are the two guys. Mm-hmm. And then I have two younger sisters. But alamuna, with me being the second one, I'm probably like I dip a little into, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. No, I mean it's you know it's interesting. So we have similar experience. So for me, yeah, I was a second in the family. I I became the de facto breadwinner. I think mm. because of the fact that the perception of if if you're in in the U.S., yes. you know, you are. I don't know. I mean, it's it's just part of that culture, right? Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So in terms of you know the the family the dynamic. Dis- yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. You're. You're. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um. Let's let let us actually cut that part. Um. <laughs> continue what you were saying. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I think the other question you asked was how was it growing? I mean, you know, first moving here, right? Yes. The, the settling period. Yes. The yeah. settling period. So, I when I first moved here, I stayed with my aunt and uncle. So they kind of taught me, you know, how to really be, resp- you know, like kind of how to learn the ropes, 
you know, so to speak, yeah. you know, the basics of, you know, making sure you get a driver's license and, you know, all that stuff. So it was mm-hmm. an adjustment period, right? So, you know, um, I think the first one emotionally is just, I was 23 years old and I moved, I don't know, over 5,000, how many miles is that uh, between Manila and maybe more than five? I think it was, what, 9,000 miles? I don't know. 7,000 miles. Five, okay. <laughs> we have I'm to Google that. Miles. I know. Even <laughs> we have to Google that. Yeah, okay. but I yeah. think the first the first adjustment was the emotional, just being okay with it and being able to do things on your own. You, you know, like living thousands of miles away from your comfort zone, your family, your parents, your sisters, everything. Mm-hmm. I had nobody. I mean, I was lucky enough that I have, you know, um, my aunt and uncle who helped me, but they also have their own lives. So there's the emotional yeah. journey in terms of really being okay with it. You know, I remember I wrote about this on my book too. When I celebrated my my birthday, my first birthday here in, in the US. So I, I invited some of my friends. You know, we had the, the usual kind of new friends, yeah. New friends, right? You <laughs> know, friends, get yeah. together and you know, Filipinos, right? You know, you 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 have Filipino food and everything. But then yeah. so everything was was great. And then, you know, at night I got some of the letters, you know, back then, you know. Family members, they would still send cards and letters, those handwritten notes. My sister used to send me like six pages of like handwritten notes. Yeah. So I I was vaguely, yeah. Exactly. So I was reading their letter that night and I was like crying, like, oh my gosh, like I miss them. Like, you know, crazy, crazy, crazy. So homesickness. Homesickness. There's the emotional, you know, kind of part. And then there's the the actual facing reality that you have to do this you have to do that so you really have to just kind of toughen it up i guess move forward move forward and then and then the other part once you go through that there's the curiosity there's wait wait a minute i'm young i'm like i'm 24 i'm 25 i'm you know now i'm seeing the world now i can think about dreams for myself right you know now i'm ready to move to the east coast to new york to new jersey and then you know, discover the whole world. Talk about the sexuality part too. I was I wasn't I out then. Yeah, I mean, there's just so much to explore. So I I did all Different of that. Senses of self and identities, right? Being full, like uh, actually, hold on. Let me look, actually have to look <laughs> at my notes. But I also searched it. At least from, <laughs> I, from California, we from California to the Philippines, from where I'm at, it is approximately seven thousand one hundred eighty-five okay. miles. So I you think with you it, are, say- I started with five and then I thought it was nine and then seven. Okay. That's yeah, good. So, so, so you're right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I said too, um, uh, according to my notes over here, that talagang, a lot of the things, especially in your book, uh, you know, really talks about immigration, your sexuality, relationships, uh, navigating. I'm taking, I took this from your website too. And navigating <laughs> the complex world of being a gay Asian in America, you know, yeah. just like juggling, like, different senses <laughs> of self and identities yeah you know yes yeah. totally yeah there, there's the, definitely the the racial identity you know mm-hmm. being filipino oh, being true. yeah being an immigrant what does it mean right in terms of being filipino being immigrant especially here in the u.s being you know, brown being, <laughs> being brown yeah. and and meeting other people right to have different opinions the different behaviors 
you know, there was <laughs> all that, all that stuff, all that stuff, yeah. right? <laughs> and yeah. then, you know, you know, I mean, also the 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 positive parts of our culture too, right? Retaining that and embracing that ultimately. Yes. I mean, there's the toxic part. I mean, there there are a few things I wrote, mm. you know, like experiences I had with some f- people I've met in California, for instance. Um, there was a, a young, you know, girl who I met and she befriended me. And then in the end, she asked me to co-sign her um, car purchase from I, from Toyota. And I was so stupid and naive <laughs> to, let's do it. You know, I like, I signed it and then she took the car. And then the next thing I knew it was, she was like, you know, I was start. I started monitoring the the payments. She was like, "Oh no, it's like two days already. It's late." And then, you know, uh, the following month, that same thing happened. It was late. She told me, "Hey, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine." You know, yeah. I of course I was <laughs> had a lot of anxiety and panic and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And then ultimately, just trying to find a solution that you know what we can't do this. You know, let me just mm-hmm. kind of, but you know, pay off what you've paid and all those experiences. You know, um, yeah. There's just so much to yeah. learn. <laughs> ang ya, ang yaman mo. <laughs> ang yaman. No, I mean it's just the whole stupidity. You know, it's well, like well, actually, and also say mapagmahal, which means <laughs> well, actually yaman and mapagmahal. Let me translate that for our English viewers. Uh, viewers um, is uh, rich or wealthy. <laughs> They're actually wealthy and also very uh, loving, like very loving yeah. because it takes. You know, you really have to care for someone. I mean, even yeah. though probably in hindsight you're like, why did I do that? But in yeah. a moment, you cared about the person, right? And as yeah. Filipinos, yeah. I'm sure you'd agree that we are very like, parang hopeless romantics, very mm. like. Oh yes, <laughs> yes, know. yeah. I was too trusting. I mean, you mentioned hopeless mm-hmm. romantic. Oh my gosh, like, you know, the the sexual. You know, we're talking about identity earlier, right? We talked about the racial identity. And then the sexual identity, on the other hand, you know, like going out on dates for the first time, discovering online dating and all that stuff, and then being romantic. <laughs> so, what a time, though, to like be alive. I, I mean, especially being your age, like yeah. uh, being like a younger adult and the world was changing in front of your eyes, like because of technology. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that was awesome, you know. It and I mean, awesome. maybe kind of like a little bit kind of this, but I'm sure it was awesome. Yeah. Know? It's just crazy. It's just, you know. But you're right, though. It's such a, um, a profound thing to think about, you know, because yeah. we we have experienced, like in my case, I have experienced mm-hmm. not having that technology, you know, growing up in the province, right? Receiving letters. <laughs> yeah, receiving letters and and cards and all that stuff. And then... You know, in college, you know, we had a phone, you know, I, you know, like in Manila, they have, what's the, what do you call this? The, the third party and all that stuff, you know, and then switching from, from the landlines to the phones, you know, the cell phones, you know, my, I had like a big cell phone before I had a pager, but you're right. I mean, it's such a profound thing to think about that we, we've witnessed a change in, in, in history. So it's fascinating. So it's a, it's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I know that was a lot. I, I mean, like like what I mentioned, I'm, I'm, I, I'm actually working on a documentary, like a feature documentary about um, immigration, actually. Um, so that's why anytime I get the chance to like talk to someone mm-hmm. about their 
um, immigration experience, it's it's yeah. always like it, it always hits home for mm-hmm. me. You know. Yeah. Um, okay, so I I do have a couple more questions, and I really want to get into your book because you have a book that just came out. Yeah. And there are, and people need to hear your story and read your and well get yep. your book and hear your story. So uh, my next question for you is um so writing because I know that writing being a writer I guess is one of the things that you like strongly identified as. You know um at what point now uh, did you realize that out of all the things that you could have been, right? I guess mm-hmm. creatively or skills wise, like at what point did you feel like like oh this is oh this is a thing. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, I think two. There were two points. One was back in you know 2005. You know, during the blogging days. So I, I really <laughs> right was enjoying. The days back then. Yeah, no, yeah. I was really enjoying it. You know, I, you know, all I would write about my experience. I tried to to write something. You know, some funny stuff. So I was re- really enjoying that. I was enjoying the process, and you know. That was when I considered, you know what, maybe I can, you know, try to write a book. That's why I, you know, kind of, you know, was talking to the mentor, right? You know, he was sending me a lot of materials. You know, I did a lot of research and attended a few, you know, seminars and all that stuff as well. And I started writing. So that was the first, I guess, moment. Um, And then later on in 2019, that's really when I started you know, my, my writing journey for, for my book, for my memoir. That's mm-hmm. when I really took it seriously. I think, you know, it was just the right timing, I guess, you know. What happened? Um, like, what was the shift? I'm curious, because that's the second time that I'm hearing now in uh, 2018 mm-hmm. or 19 that there was a shift that, that you took it seriously. What was that moment? I think, you know, first was, you know, I, I made a New Year's resolution, you know, it was it sounds like, like a cliche, but January, I wanted to start writing. So I want, I really started carving out time, you know, out, mm-hmm. out of my day, like two hours, three hours. Sometimes I would write up to midnight and I did it religiously, like for the next year and a half, you know, two years, actually, I, I started working on, on, on um, working with an editor. But in wow. terms of what drove me to really making that decision, I know that it was always something that I was interested in. And I just never had the time to do it before. And I guess, not, you know, at that point, I was at the point in my life where I was more, I guess, um, just enjoying the quietness of life. You know, I was content yeah. with with my, my work situation, um, you know, with my relationship. With other, my other parts of your life. Yeah. So there was the quietness that, became more available to me that allowed me to really think about writing in a more profound way. And then that stillness and quietness also allowed me to actually do it Um, versus not having the time before or or having all the distractions um, Mm. in my life. Because, you know, I have, you know, like back then, okay, I was thinking about the career side. You know, I was thinking about all these other things, you know, the MBA working in, corporate you know doing some traveling That's so a lot. yeah it was just a matter it, i think it was a matter of perspective like yeah. 
you know, I I just enjoyed kind of the the quietness, the the peace and quiet. So, yeah, yeah. I think that's ultimately, um, you know, what happened. You know, that's how I came, you know, to terms with writing. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and also right, like the timing and the maturity. I'd say too, because mm-hmm. you know, I'm 29, and I actually like it's it's so funny. Now, well, funny in the sense of like the the com talagang uh, the the intersectionality of like our journeys yeah. in terms of like we grew up blogging mm-hmm. and then I also now um like have goals clear goals of writing my own memoir mm-hmm. but I also understand that I have to let it simmer like I have to wait like I have to let the divine timing really just kind of make it happen instead of like rushing yeah. into it you know it's really about the divine timing yeah you know I definitely can relate. I mean, you know, it, it was just there, you know, all of a sudden, like the focus, you know, the 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 time, the yeah. determination, the discipline. The most important thing is the discipline because, yeah. you know, when I first, when I started it first back in 2005, I wrote maybe one or two chapters, but mm. I didn't have the de- determination. I didn't have the discipline. I was interested in so many other things too, right? So... Young, a young lad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and all that, you know, the social aspect. And and I think the second time around, you know, in 2019, yes, you're right. I think it's it's the maturity and the maturity to really stick to it and have that discipline and and have the determination and 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 also enjoy it, you know, and and, and being yeah. more focused. So I think, you know, those were the things that um I, I I thought were were um, interesting, and also present, right? mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. being present, yes. exactly. Okay, yeah. So the podcast, I actually have a couple more questions. Uh, well, mm-hmm. maybe I, I I do have a couple more questions in general for the interview. One is about the podcast, and then the rest is about your book. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the podcast, I know that you well actually also your advocacy. So maybe that's three more, but short questions, mm-hmm. but um. So first, actually, let's get started with your advocacy, um, because according to your website, you are really, um, really, really passionate about uplifting others, especially the underrepresented voices. And I guess also, like what I mentioned earlier, um, coming from the lens of your experiences with being an immigrant, you know, Mm -hmm. identifying yourself as a gay man, um, relationships in general and navigating you know, um, through navigating in general, you know, um, would you mind sharing uh, that part about your um, advocacy and why, like, why is it important? Why is it really important to you? Yeah, no, definitely. You know, being, being LGBTQ, being Filipino, I mean, we, we definitely, we're definitely a minority, right? We're definitely an underrepresented from an underrepresented community and I have personally experienced, you know, what, what it means, you know, being Filipino, being discriminated, having experienced microaggressions, you know, all that. And then when it comes to the LGBTQ, the the perception towards LGBTQ, especially in the Philippines, you know, and, and elsewhere, right? So we hear news about, um, you know, people going through that journey 
facing difficulty and it's always understood right so so there's there's the personal experience but there's also the idea that maybe there's others who might be experiencing the same thing so mm-hmm. we only have two choices right either you do nothing or you do something so for me i chose to do something and what does what does that mean it could mean so many different things it doesn't have to be this elaborate thing you know, yeah. um, in terms so of what you can complex. Exactly. Yeah. So all I know is that there's awareness that there's things that need to to change when it comes to the, the you know, the Filipino, you know, the lack of visibility of Filipinos, you know, the treatment of towards Filipinos and also the LGBTQ. So yeah. so we know that there are things that that's needed to to elevate our community. And so I just chose to do something and, you know, whether it it using my podcast, for instance, to yes. feature other creatives out there who may not. Yes, the... segue. I yeah. love it. Segue, yes. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like uh, who may not have the platform to really showcase their stories. So it's yeah. also to celebrate their stories and get to know them, and 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 hopefully others would would know them as well. So yeah, and 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 beyond that, there's so many other things you can do. You can. Yeah. create conversations so for instance on clubhouse i'm very active with you know our our, our club called debunking asian stereotypes so where we create conversations with aapi leaders aimed at elevating our community raising awareness on issues that we are facing as a community things that we don't normally talk about right so whether it's about the impact of tiger parenting for instance or you know is there is there a thing called the, the competitive Asians or the, the Asian competition and all that stuff? So all the different topics that people normally don't talk about. So I think, you know, that's one way as well to make a difference. Maybe create conversations and have conversations, you know, feature people through the podcast, write a book, be more active with some of the community events. So those are the things for me. Um in terms of my why, I think ultimately it's because I I feel like things have to change. And, you know, having experienced it myself as well, that, um, you know, it, it's hard, right? You know, being being rejected, being discriminated. Ostracized. So Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, you know what? It all goes back to the, the basic choices that we have in life. Either you do nothing or you do something. Yeah. So, so there you go. <laughs> wow. Yes. Thank you. Y'all. <laughs> and I, thank you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really cool, actually, because see, this is what happens when you have conversations with not only people who um, really make an impact, but also people who, well, who's a podcast host himself, because just like kind of, how the conversation itself just kind of like naturally kind of progress. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, he answered that. He answered that. Yeah, he <laughs> talked about it. He's talking about it. Okay, good, good. Um, actually, but I do have one more question about the podcast. Um, yeah. How were you? I'm, I'm, because the guests that you've had on your podcast, which some of them um, I'm friends with actually, um, mm. like, uh, but for the instance of um, uh, Diane Paragas, like the more notable oh, yeah. Like, yeah. how'd you get them? Like, do you know them in person? Or I'm, I'm just, I'm curious. No, not at all. I mean, I would say that 
80 or 90% of the guests I have on my podcast are people whom I just met recently through Clubhouse, through, (laughs) you know, the community. And I think, you know, for me, I just, um, I mean, like what you did, right? You know, you took the first step of reaching out and some people would respond, some people won't. So, so I think that's how it is. I think that, um, you know, the good thing is there's a lot more people who are saying yes than, than people who are saying no. So, yes. so yeah, I think that's how, yeah, my philosophy is, you know, I, um, I just try to add value and, you know, through my, through my podcast, through, to your podcast, through what you're doing, right. You're giving me the opportunity to be part of this as well. So, you know, I just, just continue doing it and continue reaching out to people and, you know, cause you'll be surprised people are responsive. You know, there are some who you have to do a little bit more, I guess, because like with Diane, for instance, I had to go through her manager. Um, yeah. And then same thing with Bobby Rubio, Bobby Rubio, I had to go through the PR from Pixar. So, wow. yeah, so there, there's uh, stuff like that, but I think ultimately, um, Finding the 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 people who are responsive, and yeah. it's 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 um it's kind of a numbers game. But if you have the right, you know, attitude towards it, and and you have the desire to really connect and and celebrate them, I think yes. you definitely uh, will go a long way. So yeah, you know, you're doing it, Adrian. So yeah, Thank you. I have no doubt. <laughs> Thank you. Hence why I have you on the show, Kapatid. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yep. Actually, when did you start your show, your podcast? The Kiss, what's it called? I, what's your podcast called? Kiss My Mic. Yeah, I started it in February, just February of this year. Oh, okay. Only one month yeah. after me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. crazy because from the quality of it, it, <laughs> it, I would think at least a year, you know? Oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. We're both babies. You know, <laughs> I know, but it's it's um it's fun. I mean, I I'm like I also felt the same way. Like wow, like you know I, but you know I I think it's also the combination of really the people who it's it's all about the community. So I think as long as you have a mission, mm-hmm. and you know I I think it'll 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 show up. It'll it'll, it'll make it it'll make things easier. You know, it's yeah, that's kind of how I see it. So. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Cheers to many, 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 many more exciting episodes to come for your podcast. And um, one of my last questions for you as we wrap this up is um, this is the time to talk about your um, your memoir, Mm. the memoir that was it sounded like. More than at least 15 years in the making. (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and I know that you've been dropping, dropping hints since, mm. you know, throughout the interview, but I think I, I, I I'm, I'm sure I asked this already. Um, no, I did already because I wanted to ask like, what made you finally, okay, maybe I'll ask again, just, just to parang reiterate. Um, yeah. What, like what finally made you do this? Like the, the memoir not mm. only like finally do it but to 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 like continue writing because he said yeah. you started writing chapters a while ago but to finally making the, oh to finally making the decision that i'm gonna put it out like this is the yeah. time well, uh please uh share your experiences with yeah. us about that 
I think in terms of the decision uh, why I chose to write a memoir versus other genres, I think for me, it all, I always go back to um, you know what they say, right? When you want to write, especially if you're just starting, always write about what you know already. So, so that's kind of how the decision to write a memoir came about, you know, versus other yeah. things. Because like what I said earlier, in the beginning, I wanted to write fiction. You know, Kiss My Mic was not going to be about me. It was about this other characters, you know, based in New York. And- I get like a, it's, it's funny because like, um, I get like a Sex and the City vibe. If, if like Kiss, <laughs> Sex and the City like vibe, if like Kiss My Mic were to be like a somewhat of a fictional story. Yeah. And by the way, remind me to send you a copy. So after this, send me your address so you can you can read it and, and have a copy. But yeah, I Thank mean, you. there's a lot of, you know, um, content about sexuality, you know, um, just discovering my identity and also what it means to be a gay man, a gay Filipino in the U.S., you know, trying different things, online dating, even more than that, you know, hooking up and eventually finding mm-hmm. relationships, you know, dealing with relationships, all the relationship drama, long-term, long-distance relationship, you know, kind of yeah. name it. It's all there. So so there's a lot of elements of that. So, yes. so yeah, I mean, that's 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 really, um, you know, the, the journey for me when it comes to writing and, and why. You know, the timing, so, I, so like what I said earlier, you know, the, the decision to write a memoir, the interest in writing, and and really to share that story. You know, the, the hardest question to me, um, Adrian, the hardest question that, you know, I, I always find difficult to answer is, why do you decide to write? Because, uh, you know, like, how do you answer that, right? Like, for instance, why do you decide to host a podcast? Why do you decide to, you know, do X, Y, Z? Right. All I know is that I enjoy doing it. And to me, there's a deeper need, I think, in terms of being able to express myself. And there's enjoyment. There's definitely passion. Fulfillment. Fulfillment is another one. And then the other thing, which, you know, it may sound cheesy or corny, but like if, if I... If I get to a point where I'm 80 years old or like 90 and I look back, if I didn't write, I'm definitely going to regret it. And I mm. definitely would feel that my life is is incomplete. I mean, you know, it sounds dramatic, but, you know, that's kind of like the deeper reason why, why I decided to do it. I mean, because you can say the same thing about your different activities, right? Your different passion, but the level of depth, you know, Maybe like for instance, why do I decide to do I don't know um surfing, for instance? Okay, there's mm-hmm. there's all those reasons, right? You know, your fulfillment, your enjoyment, and everything. But then yeah. when you talk about something else that's a little bit deeper, yeah, you know, that's the only explanation. It, it it feels as if your life is incomplete if you don't do it. So yeah, yeah I mean it's uh <laughs> that's how I yes. yeah. So I, I know you're interested in writing as well. I definitely would encourage you to do it. And you'd be surprised that you have a lot to say, actually. And, you know, ultimately, we have our own unique experiences, right? Mm-hmm. You know, even though we're both gay, even though we're both Filipinos, 
I mean, your story is different from mine. You have a unique story to to share yeah. the world, and we need more Filipino stories out there. So, yes. yeah, yay! <laughs> um, thank you, uh, thank you for sharing all of that. That I was like kind of low key gushing. I'm like, yes, <laughs> this is what I love when you feel you feel mm-hmm. the resonance, the passion. You know, like you were in a rally. North yeah. Carolina, and I'm all the way here um, mm-hmm. on the West Coast. And but I like even as we're like conversating online virtually, there's that like that transcendence that just happened mm-hmm. for me personally speaking. Um, yeah. Actually, my like one of my last questions about your uh, memoir, uh, the Kiss My Mic memoir. I mean, I'm, I'm, the Kiss My Mic is a title. There, I just said mm-hmm. the Kiss My Mic memoir. Um, what are the contents in it? Like, if if some if whoever's listening right now and they were interested in, you know, getting getting your book, mm-hmm. like, what can they expect? Yeah, yeah. I think there's all um, definitely it's a story about navigating and finding your own identity, and ultimately embracing who you are and also the hardships that 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 go with it right so i think that's the message that even if you're not gay even if you're not filipino even if you're not immigrant if you ever if you ever feel like you had to find yourself that's prob- probably the message behind the book it, it's the journey that that you know the journey to get there to towards embracing who you are so in terms of the story I mean, there's elements about the family dynamics of being able to deal with, you know, family issues, especially from a religious Catholic family, you know, the the pursuit of the American dream, and then the relationships as well. And then leading to finding, you know, your own, your identity. I think that's really the the core message of it. So, yeah, I hope I I answered that question. You you know, you you did. And actually it's something i think what's awesome is that is something that you've actually communicated and conveyed throughout the whole interview is it's about you your life and your experiences and you like decided to talk about what you feel is true to your heart from your experiences to give back to the world mm-hmm. you know and actually too I'm, I'm actually really glad that i'll be getting a copy of the book because with where i'm at in my life i'm like i <laughs> really could use you know yeah. because yeah because i'm actually reading um another memoir uh, Na- uh nick jonas his wife oh uh, really Pri- priyanka chopra priyanka yeah priyanka chopra her i like also heard her from a podcast in which mm-hmm. the setup was like this and then she like promoted her book and the pod and and because the podcast episode was so like impactful for me that actually that's the reason why i got the book and the, and I mean I'm not done yet, but the book I was like this is, I was like, this is really good, yeah. You know, so I, so I guess just kind of learning about how people navigated through their own life experiences, I know yeah. will help me, you know, kind of somewhat navigate through my own like ah, oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean there there's a, uh, you know, um, being open to um, hearing about other people's experiences and. Yes. And just be surprised sometimes, you know, how much their stories could resonate with you and could could 
change in a way sometimes, right? You know, with, with your yeah. perspective, with what you're going through. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, you know, that's a good mindset to, to really be open to that and, you know, learning and, and reading. So yeah, I can't wait to uh, hear your thoughts <laughs> once you read oh, it. Yes. I, I will definitely let you know. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll be sharing my thoughts with you. And I'm actually really excited. So um, before I ask you, before we officially end the podcast, this episode, great episode, um, any future projects that you're working on um, aside? I mean, I guess maybe I'm sure including the podcast, Mm-hmm. Feature books. Um, what does your yeah. feature look like there? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah. There. I'm actually. I can't wait to start my next writing project. And so right now, I've, I'm telling myself I'm gonna start again in 2020, yeah. Um, You know, just because it's a clean slate and everything, yes. January. And for the rest of the year, I wanted to focus more on promoting the book. But I really can't wait until I start writing again. But um, I have two things I'm looking at or, or considering right now. You know, first is another book. You know, it's more on the fiction side. So, um, yeah, so so that's something that I'm interested in. But I'm also interested in writing um, a screenplay. So a script to be closer to the entertainment industry. So there are a few other things um, that I'm also you know, right now talking to a few people for possibly coming on board sort of as a producer for, um, you know, like a, um, a, a, a project. But for the writing, and, you know, I'll start with with really the, the two ideas right now, which is to write another book or write a, a script, maybe start with the short film, actually. So, so yeah, I'm really excited. Um, you know, I'm, I'm so interested so <laughs> to see wow. what, what happens. Yeah. You know what? Um, actually, I wanted to ask you if you've. Um, well, I, I know that the pandemic is still ongoing, mm-hmm. but have you considered doing a book tour? And then, actually, the other one that I'm thinking of is like because I did just talk to uh, Mama Hides, Heidi mm-hmm. Marie. I know she's like queen at like marketing and PR and producing events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I just, I just kind of like had this like thinking of like maybe like. Yeah. How I think it'd be great if you two like kind of partnered up in that and like leveraging yeah. your mm-hmm. voice, leveraging your um your memoir out there more. Like literally two Filipinos teaming up together, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I'm definitely open to that. Um, you know, I think I'm gonna start locally, like here in North Carolina, just yes. you know, later on, you know, part of that uh like for the rest of the year, right? When I'm doing more on the book promotion. Um, there's definitely a few campaigns like reaching out to the local bookstores, but you know, you never know, right? Next year, things might be better. I hope it's better that, you know, (laughs) yeah. So I'm definitely open to it. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, Adrian, I mean, if you know any bookstores (laughs) or like, you know, you're actually, wow. That's crazy to think that you're actually my third guest on the show. That's an author. Mm-hmm. Uh, not author, author. Sorry, <laughs> author. <laughs> a, yeah. You know, yeah. And then actually, I've kind of given out um, similar advices of like, you know, book tours and just kind of like. Uh, but yes, no, no. We'll, we'll talk in the, in the DMs. Yeah, I, I may, yeah. I may know some. So yes, no, yes. absolutely. No, okay. that's good. <laughs> yeah, and kapatid. So we made it. 
to the end of the episode. And um, yes. before we officially wrap this up, my final question, my concluding, there you go, my closing question for you is, and I know that you probably like sprinkled it throughout, you know, but in this question, I want you to answer, what is the legacy? What is your legacy that you would like to leave behind? Oh my, wow. Um, I think... I hope that people have seen, you know, the real me. And I I hope that I'm able to, I guess the first word that I can think of is I do want the idea of sharing kindness to the world. I hope that I'm able to do that. And I hope to meet more people who could see that. Um, I think that's that's probably um, what I wanted to, you know, share to the world. Like, just just being kind and being, you know, um, yeah, being kind to one uh, another. So, yes. yeah, I mean, I may not have done it yet or something, but I will continue. I will try to continue to do it more. So, yeah, I. Yeah, that's that's my that's my belief. So, you know what? Actually, I think I beg to disagree because even through our interactions, you know, um, not just through the DMs, but even in this interview, like I kind of really feel that is to be true that you have shown kindness, um, not only by being personable, but being you know just kind of like being a good person, you know, and, and it sounds like that's something that you've kind of um, sprinkled throughout your works, whether that is through your podcast, you know, the guests that you've had and also your memoir. So in my opinion, I think you're already <laughs> doing it, but I think it's also great to, to know that you still have, that you still feel like, you know, you can be better, you know, yeah. like, that, no. like we all can be better really, you know? Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. No, it's not, it's hard. So, <laughs> you um, know, um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, <laughs> my that's a good question yep yeah thank you you know actually um i actually wanted uh i guess what i want to say was i wanted to um clarify that and i actually had this i actually had uh, my friend whom i didn't realize that that was also his question so when i mm -hmm. asked him that he was like that's my question i was like oh <laughs> shoot my bad. but but clearly you know i mean um, and his name is Ale Cuenca, actually. Ale Cuenca, um, now one of the top um, Philippine Philippine um, podcast mm -hmm. shows on Spotify, actually. He's like kind of next to like Joy Spring. I'm not sure if you've heard of Joy Spring. Joy Spring, there you go. Um, and when I said that, I was like, oh, my bad. But I, I mean, I will have to say that I like the show was definitely definitely influenced by a lot of the people that I listen to. Kathy Heller, Don't Keep Your Day Job. Um, Ale Cuenca, um, Small Talk Podcast, and one more, which is um, uh, Morgan Harper Nichols Podcast. So I think that's what really made the show. So mm. I, I did want to clarify that. That's not my original question. But imitation is indeed the <laughs> you know, most sincere form of flattery. Yeah. You know? And we can also say, you know, you're inspired by them, you know. So. Yes. Yeah. And yeah Super. so and 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 i just didn't want him to think that i just like took the question and like you know so i guess that's what the whole spiel was <laughs> yeah yeah no and i think it's 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 okay you know so <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, yeah. it's the world that we live in, and he knows that. So, um, Kapatid, where can people find you? Okay, so definitely check out my website, kissmymic.com. Follow me on Instagram, and that's kissmymic20. And then my podcast is on Spotify and other streaming apps as well. You know, you can just search for Kiss My Mic. And I think, you know, the book, uh, the book right now is available on Amazon exclusively, but it's in all territories worldwide. So you can get it either in ebook or paperback format. I think sometime in October, it should be available in other distrib- distributors as well. So those are a few places to find me. Um, I do want to thank you, Adrian, for this um, opportunity and for, you know, inviting me to be on your show. So for allowing me to share my story. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. because, you know, I don't do it a lot. I, <laughs> I, I am on your side, usually asking the questions. So it's the good. Seat. You the hot seat. You were the <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So I do want to return the favor. So hopefully you'll have time to be a guest on my podcast as well. Once I, I work on some other lineups as well. So yeah. Yes. That, you know. That's a yes. And that's an honor. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll work yeah. on the details. So, and then I'll send you the book. So <laughs> thank you. Marami salamat then. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I guess that means <laughs> we made it to the end of the show. Y'all. So this is Soul Supremacy, and we just ended this episode with Mike Talpacido, also mainly, really, mainly known as Kiss My Mike, because <laughs> there you hopefully go. I said that correctly. Kiss My Mike. Yes. Um, who's really lived his life unapologetically um, and really used it as a, a motivation to you know, give back to the world through creating his own platforms. <laughs> But <laughs> okay, let's see. Apologetic. <laughs> see, there you go. We'll have to edit to, um, that. Out. <laughs> oh no, no, it's okay. Oh wait, should I do it one more time? Okay, wait. Let me do it one more time. Let me do the closing one more time. Hold on. Uh, what's my spiel? Okay, can't remember it. Okay. So this is the end of the episode, Soul Supremacy, where we just talked with Mike Talpacido, also known as Kiss My Mike, who I feel like has really dedicated his life to giving back to the world through sharing his story through his journey of um, whether through that is giving, giving other op- giving opportunities or other people through his podcast and also now writing and also just recently published his first memoir called kiss my mic. So thank you guys so much. Thank you again. Kapatid. Thank you so much. And thank you. See you next Friday at 7 PM Pacific time. Hopefully I make the deadline. Just kidding. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> This podcast show is a product of Studio Penguino. For more information about advertising, please visit www.adrianpenguino.com.